Thanks, Yvonne. Appreciate it. That'll work right there. Okay, I'm going to read Larry will okay. Good morning, North Central. Oh, come on. You can do better than that. This is like a big day, isn't it? Good morning, North Central. What an exciting day. Amen. We are all excited, and I know that you are too. And I'm going to invite my friend uh, Larry Griswold to come up and join me. Uh, there's really no job that the Board of Regents does that's bigger than, I, than the job of uh, selecting the next president uh, to lead the school. And uh, a couple of years back, Gordon said, and we had many conversations about when, I, when, when it will be time for him to retire and to move into the next phase of his life. And when we, uh, when we got that established in his heart, and he said, now's the time. We started the process. We hired a search firm. Larry's going to tell you a little bit more about the process. But uh, they asked me to, to lead the process. Chairman of the board typically does, and I did to a certain degree, meaning... I, uh, in my other life, I pastor a church, all right? And so we have a few things to do. And so we put together a search team uh, under the direction of Carter Baldwin, a great, great company that has been such a blessing in this process. But I asked Larry to come and join me, be the coach, to be a co-chair with me. He's the lead chair. I'm the co-chair. He does all the work. I get all the credit. So would you welcome Larry as he comes? <laughs> I couldn't have done it without him, I promise you. And you can figure out in a hurry that we're twins, right? Yes. It's a great honor to be here with the North Central family on a special day. And it's a great joy to report to you some uh, wonderful things. In our wide search for the successor to our friend and colleague, Gordon Anderson, we wanted that search to be as wide as possible. And it was a, it was a wide front door. And over 5,000 contacts were made across the nation with people a part of the higher education process and church ministries and district leadership. We had 120, I believe, plus personal conversations with people who possibly could serve and talk to them. And one of the things that we discovered in those conversations was that North Central University is carried in high esteem across our fellowship and across this nation. I want to give God thanks for that, and it is because... It is because of the great foundation that has been laid for us on which all of us stand. It's because of the incredible alumni that are scattered all across the world serving the Lord. As we prayed for them this morning, they are a part of this wonderful story. And it's also because of people like you. It's our students, it's our staff, it's our faculty, and it's our leadership. That is what has made that possible. We did discover that in a very a thorough and ringing way that it, uh, conversations again and again reflected upon North Central University. And I'm just so happy to report that to you. And it made our journey so much more valuable than that. This moment is really about the will of God, and we're here to rejoice in the will of God. And what, what was God's will for Gordon Anderson, our friend, also became God's will for North Central University. And I want to reflect that in a little bit different way and to say that, wow, as old as I am, I was privileged to be in the room when the Board of Regents selected Gordon Anderson to become president, which is before many of you were even born. <laughs> now put that in your hat and think about it for just a moment because in God's economy, he planned for you in this school before 
you even discovered America. Isn't that a wonderful thing to know how, how God in his economy is planning those wonderful things? And so God's will for North Central and God's will for our friend Gordon Anderson is also God's will for a Scott and Karen Hagen and a wonderful congregation in Sacramento, California. It is God's will for them. And who can envision the incredible impact that God is bringing to us today? We rejoice in that. And today, our heart is to give God praise for his guidance and his favor on North Central University. It's been my honor to serve with the Presidential Search Committee. And those members who are here today, some of them could not be present by distance, but let me not only acknowledge uh, the search committee that served it, but ask them to come and join us quickly here on the platform. And may I begin right from the heart of North Central, Tony Elder, who is a student at North Central. Wow, Tony, I hope it goes uphill from there, come on. <laughs> Aaron White, who serves as Dean of Student Advocacy here at North Central. <laughs> Faculty members, William Tibbetts. <laughs> and, and Dr. Alan Tennyson. From our administration, we're delighted to have serving Joy Braithwaite. <laughs> President of North Central Alumni Association, Simon Trotman. <laughs> Local pastor from Emmanuel Christian Center, Nate Roos. And uh, members of our Board of Regents included uh, Minnesota DYD, Mark Dean. Yeah. Here. Wisconsin Superintendent Larry Leiby. And from the state of Nebraska, Mrs. Peggy Dunstan. Yeah. I want to say thanks to these folks. So together, I... I believe I got everybody here. Everybody. Well, I want to say thanks to these folks for their incredible hours, and we threw at them notebooks that were about this thick, and when we gathered, I discovered they had done their homework. They read them thoroughly. And I also discovered that they had read it on their knees because there was an incredible sense of discernment that God gave us as we worked and labored together. So on behalf of you and all who will follow, we want to give God thanks today, and we want to salute these people for their service. Thank you so very much. We felt the, the uh, weight of the task, as it were, but we, uh, we also had a blast just working together. It's great working with a wonderful group of people that love God and love this school. So thank you, Presidential uh, Search Committee. Well, it's my privilege to introduce to you today Scott and Karen Hagen. 
they, uh, yeah, ooh. <laughs> they pastored, they planted a church in California, Harvest Church, uh, many years ago in Sacramento that now has a weekly attendance of 1,700, led by another, a graduate from North Central University, uh, Perry Calavig. Some of you know the Calavigs, wonderful people. It's just a beautiful church. Well, then they left there and went and followed Wayne Benson at First Assembly of God in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and uh, pastored that church for a number of years, later returning to Sacramento to plant what is now Real Life Church, which has helped plant 10 new congregations throughout that area and region, and over 3,000 people worship weekly in all their related ministries. With a passion for leadership, Scott is nearing the completion of his doctorate at the renowned Gonzaga School of Leadership Studies. He's written six books on leadership, influence, and biblical topics, and since 1995 has written more than 60 articles appearing in publications such as Charisma Magazine, Ministry Today, The Pentecostal Evangel, and Enrichment Journal. Scott speaks regularly at conferences, seminars, and on college campuses, and uh, we are happy to say that he is the president-elect of North Central University. Would you welcome him and Karen, and Karen, to the platform. You can be seated for just a second. It's great to be back in one of our uh, favorite spaces and places on the planet right here, um, here at North Central. Our, our daughter, I think, is watching. She's a graduate of this school, and she is watching from Brazil. Uh, right now, we have lots of friends on Facebook Live, I think, out in California. I just have a couple minutes. I just want to introduce our family to you, and uh, but this has been like the most massive whirlwind uh, especially since last Friday with the Regents meeting. And then we flew back to Sacramento and had like a tsunami of emotional wave of experience on Sunday, jumped back on a plane uh, to fly back here Sunday afternoon. And not only is he on my plane, he's on my row, is Larry Bach is sitting on my flight. <laughs> so there has been a ton of those little things uh, that have happened that has just been incredible. The search committee... Um, the Board of Regents, the leaders, you guys have treated us incredibly um, beyond well. And the process was so professional, but it was so spiritual. It was prophetic. It was pragmatic. It was all of that. And of course, to be here um, with uh, Dr. Anderson, is, it's overwhelming to our souls. My daughter stepped on this campus in 2004 or five, and... Uh, her life was totally changed at North Central, and it brought me into a relationship with Dr. Anderson. I'd never met a man like him. He was the most uh, potent blend of scholarship and spirit I'd ever seen in one human being. Somebody that could be that smart 
and somebody that could lay hands on people and cast out a demon or see them filled with the Holy Spirit. I'd never had met that rare blend in my life. And much of my leadership practices were shaped by this amazing man. And so um, someone said, you really want to go follow a leader like that? I said, absolutely. I want to follow a leader like that. It's the greatest honor and privilege of my life. And uh, I just want to tell you, Dr. Anderson and Diane, how honored and humbled we are to be able to serve and take up uh, the baton of your leadership at North Central. We love you very, very much. So before, uh, before I sit down, before my wife, uh, talk, I'm going to have her talk in a second, I just want to show you real quick. I want to introduce our family. This is my uh, favorite. This is my beautiful wife. We've been married for 34 years. So this is my favorite picture of Karen right there. And she was always dressed to the nines, see the little bent wrist, but it's the gleam in her eye. She has seen the future. She spotted something in a visionary way down the road. And I think that's why she's just exuding this smile. I think this is what the Lord has shown her as her future. And so anyway, <laughs> now listen, I'm only showing you that to encourage every, every guy in this room that if you can look like that, and that's where you start, be encouraged because if you can look like that, marry a woman like this and ended up a university president, there's hope for every dude in this room. <laughs> this is our family and uh, real quick, that's our son Tyler. Right over here, your left, that's his beautiful wife, Nicole. She, her mom's from Mexico and dad is from Chile. That's my daughter next in the front row, Jocelyn, an NCU grad. That's her husband, Marcelo, from Brazil. I think they're watching from uh, down near Sao Paulo. That's our son, Spencer. He uh, was a college football player, played football for Cal, caught a pass against Ohio State, got hit in his knee at, at Ohio State, ended his career a couple years ago. That's his beautiful wife, Brianna Collins. They have a beautiful uh, child. Uh, Nicole has a child and is due any minute, and Jocelyn is pregnant. So we have grandkids coming everywhere. And then our son Kramer's on the end. He's actually uh, dating someone now. So that's a good sign for him. We love Kramer. Kramer's, he's dating a beautiful, beautiful young lady. So that's our family. And then this is kind of our new reality. Next picture real fast. That's all, all of them together. That's our grandkids, little Elias, little Spencer Jr. And little Gemma will be here any day uh, with us. So next picture real fast. Uh, I saw this picture about a month and a half or two months ago, and it deeply moved my heart about this university. And I was, when I saw it, I said, Lord, I really hope those are real people and not Photoshopped <laughs> college students that were just creating an ad that we bought them from some marketing firm. And then I found out that every person in that picture is real and they are NCU students. And you notice how brilliant and beautiful their lives are. That is you. Um, they don't stick regents on that picture. And as cool as Dr. Anderson is, him and I walking down the road would not have the same impact <laughs> as that. I just want to tell you, we are blessed to be here. So Karen? Yeah, I wanted to say that as well, that we are just so excited uh, to be here with you and to just begin to get to know you, the students. And I mean, that's why we're here. We're here to see this next generation um, become successful, not only in ministry, but in the marketplace and sciences in every area, because that's what we're supposed to do as kingdom believers. Amen. And so we're really excited to be um, a part of uh, North Central University and to 
kind of excited to live in Minneapolis. I know it's really cold here, but you know what? God is good. We've had some practice from being in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, so I didn't realize that that was our practice time for cold weather, but it's just great to be here, and we're looking forward to getting to know each and every one of you. Amen. Just the last thing before we are, yeah, you deserve a hand. This... So just lastly, before we sit down, as I've been praying for the university, praying for you, I believe two things with deep conviction about leadership. Number one is, even if you're born to do something, you still have to learn how to do it. All of us in this room were born for something, but we have to learn how to do what we were born to do. And that's why this space at this university is so precious and powerful. And the second thing is this, you're never ever going to truly grow until you learn how to protect the progress. You are not just making progress here at this university. You're going to learn how to protect the progress so that what God does in your life here, you don't graduate and slide back down the hill. That's why this is such a powerful magnet. And I believe students from all over the world are going to be coming here as they have, that this is one of the most influential magnets and incubators of leadership and life and kingdom that is in our nation. And so I'm privileged, I'm blessed, I'm humbled, and I cannot wait to get here and start my freshman year. <laughs> God bless everybody. We'll be back shortly. <laughs> that was good. A freshman year. I like that. This day is far more emotional than I thought it would be. Um, I, I cannot express to you how much Gordon and Diane have meant to me and, and my wife. Uh, so uh, I'm just really moved today, Gordon, because uh, we've been privileged to work with you now these past seven years as the chairman of the board. We've become friends as well as laborers together. We've been very honest with each other. We've pushed each other when we need to be pushed. We've uh, co consoled each other when we needed to be consoled. We've advised each other, and uh, it's been a great, great journey. It's not over yet. Gordon is going to be, continue to be our president until the 31st of May. But um, it just, it's such a joy, and uh, it kind of has both tastes today. You know, a little bit of joy, a little bit of sorrow in that this means an end of an era. But would you welcome back to this platform once again our president, our leader, Gordon Anderson, as he comes to share a few words today with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's fine. You can uh, be seated. That's wonderful. Gee, if I'd have known you felt that way, I wouldn't have quit, you know. <laughs> there's <laughs> well, there's a time for all things, and this is absolutely a great time in the life of North Central University. Diane and I have had a wonderful time. Honey, wave to everybody and say hello. <clears throat> Just... <clears throat> We have had a, a tremendous time, and it's not quite over yet. We are 
uh, in the last weeks and a, an amazing transition period. Uh, you are observing something, and so often when we're doing things like this, I want to say to the students, now, this is a learning laboratory, so watch what's going on, because it's not just what you're seeing here. You're learning about some things, and you're, you're sensing some things about organizational life, about the church, the kingdom of God, the body of Christ, leadership, and you are watching a transition that uh, I hope you will remember. Uh, I'm reminded of the psalmist who said, how wonderful it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Unified heart, unified spirit, love, caring for one another, iron sharpening iron, sometimes faithful are the wounds of a friend, and working together. And this transition is, has just been a great thing from the very beginning. And uh, Larry, thank you for your work. And Colleen, so good to see you here today. Uh, North Central graduates, did you met here? Did you meet here? That's what I thought. Uh, <clears throat> one of the other ministries of the university is a great ministry. <laughs> and uh, Larry and Colleen, but friends for so long. But more than friends, it, uh, it is a body of Christ. We are brothers and sisters. Some of us aunts and uncles, some of us parents and grandparents, in a sense. But uh, I look around the room and see family members, some that I've known a long time, some only recently as the freshman arrived here on campus this last fall. But I, I trust you will sense that. Also watch how people work together to make something good. It doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't really happen by talent or ability. It happens by cooperation with the work of the Holy Spirit. And uh, early on, uh, Larry Griswold said something. He said, the purpose of all of this is to find what God has already willed. And so the will of God for me and Diane, that uh, the chapter was coming to a close, and being able to discuss that with my good dear friend, the chairman of our board, spiritual authority. I have two spiritual authorities, chairman of the board, and my pastor, Nate Rush, who is sitting out there, and uh, I serve under authority. And to share with these the sense that God was bringing about a change, and to be able to do so without fear, and to know that people would come alongside and we'd all work together to find the will of God, already known to God and all of us on a search for it. And then to watch the process, and I was very disconnected from it, spiritual authority works through the properly designated um, uh, people, the chairman in particular, and then the uh, search chairman, and then the university, the regents. And so I wasn't involved, and a lot of times I was wondering, what's going on, you know, wasn't involved, but that, that was a good thing for God to work through delegated spiritual authority, and it just worked out so well. And then to hear that um, a friend who I had known in previous years, uh, Scott Hagan, while pastoring in Grand Rapids, served on a committee here. Jocelyn went to school here. Diane and I had met Scott and Karen years ago. And I say, well, isn't that something, how this is emerging? But it's more than just uh, someone who pastored a church over in Michigan. It's more than just some guy who sat on a committee. It's, um, it's the body of Christ. Jesus died for this body. Isn't it amazing? And he makes us family. And so uh, to my brother in Christ and my sister in Christ <laughs> and the next president of North Central University, these are wonderful, wonderful days. 
I, I think of Peter preaching at the household of Cornelius, and he said, you know, of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, and he went about doing good, uh, healing all of those who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So the anointing for leadership, God bestows upon certain people in certain times, certain places to do certain things. And uh, Diane and I have enjoyed being here. We've worked hard, had a great time, endeavored to be faithful to the calling, and we look to the future with great anticipation, great excitement, and I will tell you, with great affirmation, a recognition that God, His will has been done, and uh, spiritual authority is being transferred to the next one who will carry things into a greater future than this school has ever seen in its past. We will celebrate that and watch it from afar and uh, be praying for you and reading the reports and um, knowing behind the reports there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that makes it all come together. We'll be praying for the uh, student body, wonderful students that are here now, others to come, this wonderful administration of people who work together, the faculty, great educators who love you, the staff. So this is a great family. This is a great day. Thank God for the good thing God has done. And could you just say amen? It is a great day. So we thank God for a wonderful day in the body of Christ. Amen. And Scott, you said you're a freshman. Well, that must make me a senior. So um, all of the seniors, uh, raise your hand. All of you seniors, raise your hand. Okay. We're going to graduate together. <laughs> all right. And uh, we will all go on to other things. Thank you. God bless you. It's a great day. And uh, Ron, come back and share. <clears throat> Well, Sunday morning, I uh, woke up very early uh, with this thought, this phrase going through my head, uh, and that, that is that God chooses his leaders. And it was just kind of burning in my soul. It was one of those moments. If you're, a, if you're a speaker, a preacher, you know, you get those sometimes where you wake up and it's like the sermon is just, it's just right there. And all you have to do is just type as fast as you can. And that's what, that's what I did. I just typed as fast as I could. Now, this doesn't happen to me every morning. I mean, I woke up this morning, and my first thought was, I wonder how I'm going to get the chocolate off of my contact lens. <laughs> I, I, we, I'm staying with my daughter and son-in-law, and last night with my new grandson, Keandre Leibengood, uh, we watched Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, because that's what grandpas do. And... Uh, I must have been swimming in that chocolate river is all I know, because I woke up, I was worried about that. But all of my thoughts are not divine, all right? <laughs> I just want to qualify that. I don't think every thought is God. But I, I will tell you that God really put this on my heart, that God chooses his leaders. We have a search team. The search team, the first thing we did was we listened to you. We sat down with five or six different groups from the school we talked to administrators and faculty and the student body. If you recall, we were here on a chapel day. What is it you think you would want as a quality of our next leader, our next president? We wrote all of that down. We compiled it. We came up with a list. These are things that are non-negotiables. We have to have these qualities in our leader. But I will tell you it's not as simple as just taking qualities on a piece of paper 
and looking at resumes and saying, well, it looks like this person meets all the criteria that we have established for the kind of leader that we want, so let's punch the card and go get them. They can do this because they've got the qualities that we decided we need. It doesn't work quite as formulaic in the kingdom of God. I really love the story of Samuel the prophet. He had been mourning a failed leader. Thank God we don't have a failed leader. We have a great leader in Gordon. But Samuel was mourning over the loss of Saul. King Saul, the first king of Israel, and he had really messed up and he wasn't a good leader. And God said to him, would you quit crying about Saul? I want you to go to Jesse's house. The next king of Israel lives there and I want you to go get him. Now listen, God had already chosen David, if you know the story. He had already chosen David in his mind, in his heart, but he sent Samuel to find him. What is so fascinating is that Samuel didn't recognize him. They went to the house. He says, Jesse, bring your boys out. The next king of Israel is among your family. He lines up all the boys. And as he stood there in front of them, he went to the oldest, the strongest, the best looking, the most mature, the most seasoned warrior, because he had already been in the, uh, in the military, and said, surely the man of God, the leader, is standing before me. This has to be the one, because from the outside, he looks amazing. I just really like how this guy looks. He hits my list of criteria. And you know, God said to him, he said, Samuel, you're such a man. You choose you choose the leader as a man chooses. You look at the outward and the exterior and you say, he measures up. But he says, I don't just judge the outside. I look at the heart. And God said, I have not chosen him. So he goes to number two. That was the logical succession of order. Third, surely it has to be this. Gets to the last one and God says, nope. Samuel's like, well, this is not good. I must have had the wrong house. Sorry, Jesse, no, no worries. Maybe he meant your cousin. I don't know. Is you, do you have any more boys? What's so amazing about it is David wasn't even in the group. He wasn't even with his brothers. And, and, and Jesse said, yeah, yeah, I guess he, he is out there, out in the fields. That's, that's my last son. Well, get him in here. And they bring David in, and immediately the spirit confirmed into the heart of Samuel. This is the next leader of Israel, even though he at that time was only probably 16 years of age and not ready to become. But God had chosen his leader. God chooses his leaders. And all throughout Scripture, just story after story, reluctant people, Moses. God came to Moses. God's people were in a mess. It was a problem. They were crying out. We need somebody to help us. God picks Moses. Moses says, no way, anybody but me. And he argues with God to the point where I just thought, you better knock it off. He might just kill you right here, right? And he finally says, yes, okay, I will go after some miracles and the like. And ends up being, what, the best leader of the Old Testament era, arguably an amazing leader. For 40 years, he leads them. And then those chilling words in Joshua 1, verse 2 Moses, the man of God, was dead. Oh, no. We've been following him for 40 years. He is awesome. We know him. We know his ways. We trust him. And now Moses is dead. Who's going to lead us? And they're very worried. But God had already spoken to Joshua. And he said, Moses is dead, but you're the next leader. Now I want you to get up. 
And I want you to lead this people across the Jordan River and take the promised land. And then he said this to him, all the things that I spoke to Moses, I want you to do. I don't want you to lose what I said. I don't want you to lose. Listen, don't lose the DNA. It's not okay. God says, I want you to hang on to the DNA of who this people, who you are, and then you carry them into a new season. There'll be new ways of doing things, but never lose that. I will tell you, one of the things that we were looking for was somebody who valued the DNA of North Central University, who said, I love the spirit of this place. I understand that there's an engine in this school, and that engine is the Holy Spirit, and we value the spirit, and I'm not going to lose that. And that's the heart and passion that Scott and Karen bring to this institution. As you go through scripture, there's just leader after leader, women leaders. I said, I said women leaders. God spoke to a lady named Deborah and said to Deborah, lead this military into battle. You got to realize there were no women in the military then like there are today, right? There were no women in much of anything then, like there is today. But Deborah rose up and led them with a guy named Barak. I ain't making this up. It's in there. <laughs> Barak and Deborah led them into battle, won the battle, and she wrote this amazing song of victory. And in the song, she says this, When leaders willingly lead... And when followers willingly follow, bless the Lord. She said, it's a good thing. And so, North Central, may I just challenge you. God has given us a leader. Our task is to follow the new leader. It's to get behind them in our prayers and our support. And when that happens, bless the Lord. God used another young, young lady. Her name was Esther. And she was just a beautiful, beautiful young Jewish lady, she was an immigrant living in a foreign country. She was of the wrong people and the wrong tribe. But God used her to literally save the nation of Israel from annihilation. And she rose to the task with that great word that her uncle said to her, if you don't do this, God will raise somebody else up, but he's going to pass you by. Girls and boys, there are times when God touches us on the shoulder and says, I want you to do this. I will find someone to do it, but I want to use you. Scott, God wants you and Karen to lead this school this season, this time. We know that in our hearts. There's another lady, young lady. We don't know her exact age. Some think she was 14 years old, maybe 15. She was praying one day, and all of a sudden an angel showed up. He said, Mary, I got a job for you to do. I want you to be a leader. I want you to lead the savior of all mankind. I'm, I, I want you to lead the person who's going to come and change everything from now on. It's all going to flip over. This leader will be the leader of all leaders. He'll be the savior, the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. And he's going to be raised on your knee. Mary, are you up for the task? Because you are blessed among all women. I choose you. God chooses his leaders. And in Galatians, it says that in the fullness of time, God chose his son, and sent him forth to change the world. God uses leaders to bring hope. He uses leaders to bring a new day and a new season. We have had great leaders in this school. I sat here under the leadership of E.M. Clark. None of you probably in this room remember him except people that are old enough 
to remember him. That's real logical, isn't it? And um, I took logic at North Central, so I know the, the arguments. And E.M. Clark, wow. What a, what a, he had a craig, craggly old voice. You gotta talk funny, E.M. Clark did, and I, I shouldn't imitate him, it's horrible, so I won't do that. He led us. 25 years later, I'm preaching one Sunday morning at my now church, Lakeview, and I look out, and on the third row, a 90-year-old E.M. Clark sitting there, and I, I went down and hugged his neck, and he said, well, Rod, I just... I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to do that. <laughs> I just wanted to, I just was coming through town. We're driving to wherever it was, and I just wanted to stop in and hear one of my students. I'm telling you, I just, oh my goodness, it was such an incredible moment. Because we, we bond with our leaders, we identify them for the rest of our lives. They're a part of us. Followed by Don Argue. Don Argue was here on campus when I was here. I remember him as just a great leader when I became the pastor of Lakeview, Don sent me just a handwritten note. Ron just wants you to know where God guides, God provides. Love you, Don Argue. i never forget that. Followed by a man named Gordon Anderson. Followed by a man named Scott Hagen. God chooses his leaders. We have to choose whether or not we're going to get behind them. Some people choose not to follow God's leader, but I choose to do that. Whether, I, whether they hit every tick on my little list of what I think a leader ought to look like, when they've been selected, and I know in my heart God has chosen them, then I choose them. I choose to follow them. I choose to support them. I choose to pray for them. I choose to give words of encouragement because they will shape our lives. Would you stand with me and let's pray for our new leaders today. Can we give God the praise today? We love you, Lord. We love you. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. You are awesome. God, you always choose well. You choose people, Lord, for your own reasons. We line our hearts up behind your leaders, Lord. I thank you far back as I can remember E.M. Clark, Raymond before him. God, Don Argue, Gordon Anderson, and now Scott. And I thank you, Lord, for their skills and gifts, and I thank you, God, that the gift that they are is a gift to this school, and you have given them to us, and we give you all praise and glory, Lord. We'll support those that you send to us, and we will rally behind the vision that you impart to them, and we know that good days are ahead. Thank you for our past, our present, and our future. In Jesus' name, and everyone said... Amen. Amen. God bless you, students. We love you. Go serve Jesus. <laughs>